0: Welcome to New Life Miami, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nlmiami.com. We hope to see you soon, and remember... You are loved. I don't know, maybe you've been in an argument with someone. Uh, maybe you've just had a disagreement with someone maybe you just had an ill time with someone and anyone ever come up to you and say you know what you're just dirt I don't know that's weird right someone say that to you I don't know does anyone ever say that anymore I think they say that like in Hollywood movies you're just dirt has anyone ever been told you're dirt something close to dirt some of you are like I'm not gonna say what they said (laughs) don't say it hey I've been caught some other things if you only knew but um I wonder how, how, what that means. You know, if I, if I were to look at you and say, you know what, man, you're just a piece of dirt. How would that make you feel? Yendi, how, what would you feel if I say, Yendi, you're a piece of dirt? <laughs> she just nodded her head. She's not sure how to feel about that. Oh she, she oh, she heard my feelings. Hey, can everyone look at me and say, you know what? You know what? You're what? a piece of dirt. You're a piece of dirt. But now say it all together. Go. What? (laughs) Mama's gonna preach next Sunday. (laughs) I'm okay with dirt. Say it to me one more time. What? I'm okay with dirt. (laughs) I'm okay with dirt. That's all you got? Seriously, that's all you got? Because I'm okay with dirt. If if you're writing notes, I want you in all bold, write down, I'm, or I am, okay with dirt. And if you can, put okay in in, in bold caps, underline it. I'm okay with dirt. You know what? You're a piece of dirt. dirt. (laughs) All right. You guys are confessing things without even getting into the word of God yet. Y'all better be careful, man, what, what's going to come out next. But I'm okay with dirt. You know, two weeks ago, we released this proclamation that, that we receive his rain. Remember that? And, and that there was a sound of rain. And my God, that, that Sunday, did it, it rain? You guys remember two Sundays ago? We, we literally did, Mike, go outside and tell me what you see. And he was reading through the scriptures, and the next part of the scripture said, I, I saw a cloud, and it was coming, and it was like the, a fist of a man. Well, well, little did we know that right when we said amen, there was a cloud outside, and it came, and, and rain fell over... This area, but, but we spoke about that and I believe this and I believe that for the most part that there are many people, I'm not talking about you guys, but there are many people who have a problem with the responsibilities that rain brings. Hey, I know this. I know that if you're here today, God has a word just for you today. I know that. I know that. I know there's a reason why this group is here today. And so, so, so open up your hearts because when rain comes, I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, ah, well, there's a problem with them because there's a responsibility that comes in the rain and from the rain. You know, when rain comes, just think about it for a moment. It cleanses. You know, I was talking to a buddy of mine. He's actually from Atlanta. He's, he's actually one of my really, one of my best friends to to be honest with you. And um, he actually is like my accountability partner. Like we're always talking all the time and praying over the phone for each other and and just sharing each other's strengths and weaknesses and what we're going through. and, And we open up about so many things. And I praise God that I have someone like that, that I could just be like... This is all of me, man, and, and just carry the burden with me. And, and don't tell anyone if you could just pray with me. You know? and, and praise God that I could have that kind of man of God in my life. And he's a good friend of mine. God really knit us together when he was living here from Atlanta. And, and, and I started talking to him, and he asked for prayer uh, for something that he's going through. And, and I started talking to him a little bit about what God was stirring about my heart, about rain. You know what he told me? Because he's a firefighter, but what he does too on the side is he, he does um lawn work and, and stuff like that. And he says... You know, it's funny that you're talking about that because I love when it rains. He goes, do you know when it rains, I actually have, jo- I have a job for months? He goes, I love it because rain for me means more work. <clears throat> and I love when it rains. And, and, and I was like, man, I'm so happy you're telling me this today. Because it was on Friday um, mid-morning when he was sharing this with me. <clears throat> when you think about it, when rain comes, man, it cleanses. And sometimes, I don't know if you've ever gone through a moment of cleansing, but sometimes a cleansing hurts. Sometimes it's painful. When rain comes, it nourishes. When I, what do I mean by nourishes? When, when rain comes, it nourishes. It sustains life. It fosters growth. Like my buddy Kevin was saying. But but, but rain, man, if you really think about rain, rain is needed. Rain is needed for the land that we live in. Rain is needed for animals. Rain is needed for the water. Rain is needed for all of mankind. Um, We all need rain. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, we need rain. And and we may look at rain and the rainy season as a negative thing, especially in the summer in Miami. Y'all notice how that works? Every single day at 2 p.m., expect a downpour in June, in July, and in August. It's coming. It's right around the corner. Three months at 2 p.m., it's going to rain. The mornings are beautiful. You blink your eye, and there's a cloud that comes. And at 2 p.m., your plans to go into the beach, actually, I'm going to erase that. plans. You cancel your plans to go to the beach, but have you noticed that everything in your house is black? But if you get in your car and you drive to the beach, it's a beautiful day. It's the weirdest city in the world, Miami, that we live in. But rain, we might look at it as a negative thing. It messes up my plans. I love rain. It's so soothing for me. I love being home for rain. But, but I, I hate driving in the rain. But there's so many negative things that we could look at when it comes to rain. But, but just like my buddy, and maybe we're not familiar with this being from Miami, but go ask a farmer about how he feels about rain. <laughs> I hate rain, <laughs> not the farmer. The farmer's counting on the rain. I mean, obviously, old school farmers. Now we got technology that people just farm their lands because they're able to get water but in the old days they needed the rain they didn't have these sprinkler systems you've seen those those bad boys they're a hundred yards long and have those big wheels and they just they just jet on boy say okay they didn't have that back in the shepherd days you know what i'm saying back in the, they didn't have that they needed the rain they needed god to provide the rain that's why there was feasts for rains and and and, and there was prayers for the rains and and, and 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 prophets would call off rain and call on rain as judgment some serious things and rain is important even to us still today and go ask a farmer ask a farmer who has had who has had tireless days from sun up to sun down, plowing the field, planting seeds. Go ask him how he feels about rain. See, you might and people might complain about the rain, but the farmer, you see, he's different. He's looking forward to the rain because the rain, one of the things that it represents to him is finally I get a time of rest. I actually, for a day, for a two, for a month, I'm going to sit down and stare out my window and watch the rain hit the land that I plowed and I planted. So for the the farmer, he's not going to go out in the rain. He's going to sit back and watch the rain and just wait for it to finish. So so one of the good things about rain for a farmer is, I'm going to take a nap. Ask the farmer. But most importantly, rain, when it comes, he wants to see what comes from the ground. See, it's hard for Miami people to understand this stuff, man. You go to Publix, you go to your Winn-Dixie's, you go to your Whole Foods, you go to whatever you go to, Trader Joe, I don't know where you guys go to, but wherever you go and you go look and it's all there for you, it's nice and plucked. You know what I'm saying? You got all the tomatoes and all the strawberries and all the bananas and you got everything that's there and you just pick them and you put them in your cart. And, and it's, it's praise God, amen, we could give you some praise for that, yeah. But for the farmer, he wants to see what comes from the ground, you see. He wants to see what all the hard work that he put in will produce. You guys understand that? He, he wants to see the sacrifice, the sweat, the weary hands, the, the aching back, the soreness. How many of you guys in life have, have, have been working hard and, and your knees hurt and your hands hurt and your back hurts? Your, I love what Mercy was saying. My voice is gone. Her voice hurts. I mean, there's days that I leave here and I'm like, I hope people were blessed because, my God, am I drained? I need to go home. I have a migraine. I'm exhausted. I need to take a nap. And I'll, and then there's people in church that like, oh, it just sucked. Sucked. Do you know what it did to me? And I'm home like crying and, and 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 you put hard work into something and and how many of you have ever put hard work into something and you're just you maybe you're a parent and you put hard work into your child and you're waiting to see if all the hard work you put into your child finally grows up and becomes something anyone with me You ever put hard work into something, maybe it's a job, a career, maybe you're in some ministry, whatever it might be, you have weary hands, you have aching back, you have sore knees, you sacrifice over and over, and here's the farmer, and we're talking about rain, and the farmer is saying, I labored in this soil, I gave my life for this soil, I sacrificed time away from family, from friends, from my kids, while people were busy in their doings and in their celebrations and whatnot, I hope you guys are seeing the correlation and what I'm really talking about here, I'm really not talking about farming, like get past the farming, I know I'm using farming as an illustration, but get through the spiritual things, I'm not really talking about farming, this is not an hour-long discussion about farming, So so the farmer might say, well, everyone is busy and and in their celebrations and and I'm in the field working hard and I'm putting in work and my hands are on the plow and my skin is dried and cracked. You see people that have been out in the sun for a while? They just flow different. They just smell different. They got the smell of sun in them. You know what I mean? All right, you guys are weird today, man. Smile at me. Give me, a, give me a wink, I know you're alive, breathe, inhale, exhale, I can see your stomach coming in and out, your chest, but but, but, this, is, but, but this is the truth, you know, they put their hand to the plow, their skin's dried up, their, their hands are cracked, their skin is cracked, you've seen someone like that because of the sun, and here's the farmer, and he says, my body may, may be still for a moment, but, but the truth is, as it's raining, my eyes are, are on the field, my eyes are are on the soil why 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 because at any moment the rain that has fallen listen to this you may not see it now you may not see it now but on the inside in the dirt everyone say the dirt Mm -hmm, i'm okay with that in the dirt say the dirt Yeah, in the dirt, in the soil, there is life. You might not see it right now, guys, but inside the dirt, there is something happening. There is life happening. There are seeds that are breaking. There are roots that are growing. And at any moment, as I sit back as this rain falls, at any moment, I'm going to look at my field. I'm going to look at my hard labor. I'm going to look at the weary hands and the sore back and my sore knees. And I'm going to take a glance at the field. And at any moment, Harvest will be here. Growth will appear. I'm just looking at the dirt. You know what? You know what? Okay. You're a piece of dirt. See, I want, I want you to get that revelation. That's why I'm going to continue to repeat it. You see, I, I want you to get that vision. You know what? You're a piece of dirt. You better be okay with dirt, Because the farmer sits back and says, what are you looking at so intensely? What are you looking at with such passion? What am I looking at? Do you know the months that my body was burning?" Beaten? Do you know the, the days that I took pain? Do you know the sore hand? Look at my fingers. I can't even straighten them because of the work that I what am I doing? I'm looking at the dirt that I've worked on because at any moment that dirt is going to bring something out of it. There's gonna be a harvest from, from dirt. <laughs> hey dirt. You guys are getting it little by little. Three of you just caught the revelation. He's talking to me. He's talking to me. Three of you just got it. Hey, dirt. Three of you were like, What? I got this. What? I'm getting it, Pastor. I got the revelation. I'm dirt. There's harvest in the dirt. What do you mean by that? There's growth in the dirt. What do you mean by that? There's something planted. In the dirt. What do you mean by that? Oh, man, there is a farmer whose name is God. And one day he opened up his windows and he threw seeds on the ground. And his son walked on the ground, plowing the ground with his feet on earth. And he began to saturate it with water from his mouth. And one day that dirt that Jesus was plowing on as he was walking on it and spitting water on the ground with every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Dirt. There's growth coming. I'm wondering if you catch that yet. I'm wondering if you get it. Because new life, don't give up before the harvest, the work may be hard, the harvest is near, life is beginning to take form in the ground and soon the ground will break and the harvest will be here for the taking. Don't complain about the rain, the rain will have its purpose on the seed that has been planted in the soil that has been plowed by the hand of the one who has worked it, who has sacrificed and I want to tell the church today it is well worth it. You know what kind of Sunday this is? This is the kind of Sunday that I wish everyone and their mothers and their mothers' mothers was here. This is the Sunday that I get really upset at and I want to call everyone that's not here and say, you don't know what you missed at church this Sunday. I want you to make some phone calls today and call some people that you don't see here today and say, hey, dirt. Or no, better yet, hey. Hey, Joe. I don't know. You know what? What? You're a piece of dirt. (laughs) The heck are you talking about? Well, you got 30 minutes? Because I'm going to press play on something and I want you to hear what you missed. <laughs> hey, come on, somebody. Hey, Dirt, it's worth it. All right, let's get into the word. Ready? So, Jesus says in Luke 10 2, he says, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. Come on, man, what we've been called to, church, if, if you're here and you're a believer, listen to this. What, what we have been called to, not many answer that call, not many actually even last in that call. Many people start, not many people finish. Not many toughen up. You know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of soft people out there, and that's okay. You know, God will toughen you up. But there is there's a lot of soft people, and they're, you know, like, oh, man, you know, the wind blew at two miles per hour. I can't leave home. Like, <laughs> go do something for Jesus, you know, whatever. But, 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 but the truth is, not many people toughen up. Not many people prepare, prepare themselves for such a high call. If you are a believer in Christ, how many of you know that you have a high call on your life? You know, this whole farming illustration is so amazing because this soil that I'm talking about, this dirt that I'm talking about, I think you got it already. I think you got this. I, I see how it represents us. And I'm okay with just admitting that I'm dirt because, because it's funny. Now, let, let me teach you through the origin of some stuff here. Ready? It's funny because our origin is just that. Our origin is that we were even made from dirt. Let me tell you what I mean. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, God is creating all things. And as he's creating all things, in verse 7 of chapter 2, it says, God formed man out of the dirt from the ground. You think I'm playing around with you guys when I say, hey, guys, guess what? Yeah, you're dirt. Well, you can't tell me that. Well, the Bible says that God formed man from the dirt of the ground. You are dirt. I'm not lying. You're dirt. And you, but, but what's beautiful about dirt is, you see, dirt is just wasteless, but it becomes alive when the next part of the verse comes to life. When, when it says, when it says, are you guys with me? And it blew, and it blew into his nostrils the breath of life. I'm okay with dirt. Because all I need is. Forgot to blow on this dirt. And it became this man, this living soul. So we are recognized, we recognize that our humanity, we recognize our humanity, but, but then we also take on the likeness and the image of God as he, as he blows into the nostril the breath of life, making man alive, a living soul. I'm okay with admitting that I'm dirt. I mean, think about this, even all of my works, all of my righteousness, all of my good deeds, they're actually worse than dirt. Isaiah 64:6. 6, that we are all, everyone say all. Yeah, I didn't want to leave anyone out. We are all infected and impure with sin. And when we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. The ESV says they are nothing but polluted garments. That's worse than dirt. I don't have to get into the description of what that is. But I'm okay with dirt. God does, you know, when you really think about dirt, write this down in your notes. God does interesting things with dirt. God does some neat things with dirt. God does some pretty cool things with dirt. Hey, God does some supernatural things with dirt. You know, I just read to you in Genesis 2, what is one of the things that God does with dirt? He creates humans with dirt. That's pretty dope, man. He's creating humans, mankind out of dirt. I mean, that's serious stuff. God can do some amazing things with dirt. You know that, guys? I'm okay with dirt because when I read the word of God, you put some dirt in God's hands, get ready. Something's coming. Come on, you don't really believe that. I do because I'm talking about John 9, you know. Jesus, John 9, chapter 9, verse 1, it says, Jesus was walking along and he saw a man who had been blind from birth. And Rabbi, his disciples asked him, Rabbi, teacher, why is this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins? Was it because of the sins of his parents? And Jesus says something pretty awesome, pretty alarming. Verse 3, it was not because of his sins or his parents' sin. Jesus answered. This happened so that the power of God could be manifested in him. Said so it could be seen in him. But wait, it doesn't stop there. You know what's really crazy about this whole story? Verse 6. So he spit on the dirt. Oh, I thought I was gonna get an amen there. <laughs> he he spit on the ground. He spit on the dirt and he made mud. He he spit on the ground and he made mud with his saliva. And he spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. And he told him, Go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam, meaning sent. And the man went washed and he came back seeing. You know, you might look at the process of spitting on the dirt and putting on the guy's eyeball. But when that guy came out of that water and he saw that he could see again. And everyone is complaining that Jesus used spit on dirt to heal the man. You better believe that the healed man came out of the water and said, "Huh, I'm okay with dirt. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because, you know, church people are like that. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk bad about the church for a little while. You know, people do that kind of stuff. They, they get in the corner and they, they talk so much stuff, you know, and they say so many things. But there's a person over here that, with, with the negativity and the things that they're saying, they don't, they have no idea that the immaturity, and some of them have been in the church for like 30 years. And so, so the immaturity of the things that they're saying is, is the stuff that they're complaining about. Those very things that they're complaining about, God is actually using them for this person over here to save their soul and making the blind see again. Church, you better get a revelation that some of the things that are unorthodox to you, God might be using them to make the blind man see on the role of the person sitting next to you. Come on, I'm telling you today that the blind man comes out of the wall and while everyone's bickering did you see Jesus did you see how he spit on that dirt did you see how he put that dirt on that guy's there's a blind man over here in the corner and he's getting up from the water and he's saying you guys are complaining because he put dirt on my eyes have you seen me the blind man sees again I'm okay with I don't know if they understand that I'm okay with dirt like you know what he doesn't want to participate today. <laughs> I'm scared of him too. And about like, you know what? what, Robert? You know what? what? I'm not gonna disrespect your wife. <laughs> I'm smart. What? You're a piece of dirt. I'm okay. yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. You know why God struggles sometimes to use people? because they haven't gotten the revelation that they're just a piece of dirt. Oh man, I feel something. Man. I, I, mean, I mean, I'm okay with dirt. And you better believe that the blind man that came out of the water, he jumped down and he said, I'm okay with dirt too. And everyone's complaining. And he said, why are you complaining? The dirt that's an issue to you is the dirt that God used to heal me. Bless you, brother. See, Jesus can do some things with some dirt. But will you allow him to stick his hand in your business? Because you never know, he may make a blind man see through you. Dirt. Oh, because I'm talking about the dirt now. So sometimes the, the dirt that he puts on people is you. So he'll grab you. Right? Who should I use? I love her blue hair. So we'll use, we'll use her. She bleeds blue, so we, we use her. So, so we, we, we grab her and we say, you know what? What? You're a piece of dirt. I'm okay with it. So she says, ch-ching. God says, perfect, one of my vessels, come on. And he grabs this dirt from the ground places her next to the person that says, hey, dirt, do your work. Now, this person, come here, come here, watch this. This is so amazing. This person's life gets rocked now, and she gets the revelation. You know what? What? You're a piece of dirt. You're okay with dirt. So what God has done with one person now becomes two people. Now, this is cool. Come with me, guys. I'm going somewhere with this message. I promise you. We're going to have a good time. We're going to be here until 2 o'clock in the afternoon today, so I hope you guys don't have any plans. And, and he put some, can you guys go over for a moment? Because I love you too. <laughs> yeah, just get, get in here, sit on each other's laps, I don't care. <laughs> Talk to them. Hey, you know what? You know what? 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 You're a piece of dirt. Come on, follow me. Come on, follow me, follow me, follow me. Now, one person, one person becomes four people. You guys are with me yet? Come on. One person becomes four people. He becomes four people. And, And I want this whole section right here. Look, look right here, right here. Welcome. Welcome. Wait, wait, wait. They haven't asked you all anything yet. Go ahead, start ministering to them. Start ministering to them. Answer, answer. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Come over here. Come over here. Come, Come over here. Come on. Come on. Come on. You see? Come on, you're going to help me preach this message. It's okay, listen, we got low attendance today. Who cares? They missed out. Get over here, everyone, get over here. We'll empty out the whole church. The whole church will come to the platform. Come on, come over here. Up on the stage with me. Come on, we're all dirt together up in here. Here we are, y'all. Here we are. Here we are. We need you guys to sit down because we need to fill up the church again. But 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 here we are. (laughs) It's like, well, there goes the church. Well, well, here we are, guys. And and did you notice this? Did you notice? Are you guys excited about being dirty? They look like the farmer that has been working on the field. And this is, this, is this is a beautiful picture. 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 This is a beautiful picture for so many reasons. You know why this is such a beautiful picture? Because one per- oh, it's made of dirt. One person, step up. Answer the call. Answer the call. <laughs> I said, you know, what, sweetheart, it's okay if you're going through that. I went through something similar. So we're all in this together. We're all kind of share the dirt stuff together. And she says, okay. then I'm okay with dirt. Now let's go share the good news to more people. And then they come. And they begin. You know what? Yeah, it's true. I'm okay with it. And then they come. And next thing you know, this church needs to move to an auditorium Amen. that fits 2,000 people. Yeah. I promise you, this is the weirdest Sunday that we've ever had. <laughs> and it is hot in here. But, but this, is, this, is, this is the... This is an amazing Sunday, and and I'm so sorry that if you are a guest today, that we're doing this to you today. It's okay. This is not like this every Sunday, but I think because we're we're a little smaller group today, I feel I feel comfortable. But I want everyone on my Instagram feed to know something today: that this church and that us right here, we're okay with dirt. Because because God could do something pretty dope with dirt, something pretty amazing with dirt, something pretty yeah. crazy with dirt. I mean, did you just see what God did with one person who admitted they were dirt? Yeah. Hey hey, Should I come out? I guess I'll come out in it. Nah, who wants to see my ugly mug, ready? Hey guys, you know what? What? You're a piece of dirt. A piece of dirt. That's right. Because God could do some amazing things. With dirt. Hallelujah. Praises. Hey, you know, stay up here. Stay up here. Maybe I'll just keep them up here my, my, whole, my whole entire service. But just stay up here. Uh, don't move for a moment. But we're, we're okay with dirt because, listen, listen, come here. Everyone looking at this group over here? Don't think you're anything special because you, you didn't get picked on. Some of you guys, you know what? <laughs> okay, never mind. But watch this. Hey, we may look useless, we, we may look unorthodox, we, we may look unqualified, but in the hand of Jesus, dirt can make the blind see, so we're okay with dirt. Listen, as long, as long as I'm not being trampled under man's foot, but rather used in God's hand, then I'm okay with dirt. We're okay with dirt. Hey, you, you bunch of un qualified, unorthodox, weird, not normal group of people go and change the world for Jesus. Let's rock, let's rock, let's rock the land and let's tell the world, hey world, you know what, what? You're just dirt and there's nothing wrong with your dirtiness because there's a harvest, there's a growth, there's a maturity, there's a seed and that's what we're going to get to next. His seed, the name of it. Is Jesus. You may be seated. Thank you guys. Let's give them another hand. They're beautiful. I've never seen such beautiful dirt in my life. I've never seen such handsome dirt and beautiful dirt in my life. Such clean dirt. I hope you guys got it. It's funny. It's funny to me that Jesus spits on the dirt. Because you know what else he does as he spits on it? He's watering it. And you never know what can come from some dirt that has been watered by God. I'm okay with dirt. So there's a harvest in the field, but it started with the land of dirt taken through a meticulous process and then seeds being planted and then waters from heaven. and, And we are this dirt and we're okay with it. We've confessed it enough already today. But the beautiful thing about this is that he gives the seed, he gives the seed to the dirt. What does that mean? If you're taking notes, write this down. When God puts the seed on the dirt, when God puts the seed in the soil, that equals the potential of life. Dirt is useless. But when you put some seeds in there, oh, man, the potential. The potential is dirt that produces fruit. And we're okay with dirt. But you know when the dirt, you know when it's okay? You know when it's okay with dirt? You, know you want to know when it's okay with being dirt? When the seed is being planted in the dirt. Because, because, because then then you're okay with dirt. Because, because when the seed is planted in your life, the seed brings forth growth in and through your life. How many of you could say amen? amen. Life is found in the dirt once the seed begins to take root. Before life begins to show outwardly. Listen, and write this in your notes. It first begins to take form inwardly. Yeah, ask a farmer. I, I, I had... Google says it to you right in the beginning. It's going to grow in before it first starts to grow out. You know, Jesus is that seed that is given to the dirt. And I shared that a little while ago. But in Genesis 3, if you don't believe me, it says, God tells between you and the woman when the fall of, of man happened. He said And between your seed and her seed, he will bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Talking about Jesus. Jesus is the seed that will be given to all humanity. I want to read, and then after I'm done reading this passage, we're gonna end off after I'm done with my points, and we're done. Unless you guys really want to stay till two. Do it. No, <laughs> do it. Uh, all right, here we go. <laughs> Chapter thirteen of Matthew. Once you're there, give me an amen. Give me a. Hey, you know what? what? No, no. You could give it to me if you want. When you're there in Matthew thirteen. Matthew 13, we're there? All right. Let's go to verse 9. Anyone who, hears, who has ears to hear should listen and understand. So his disciples came and asked him, he said, why do you use these parables when you talk to the people? Verse 11, so he replied, am I reading the right passage, Rudy? Mm-hmm. No. Yes. I'm not, huh? Man, that's why I love you, brother. So he told many stories in the form of parables. There you go, verse 3. And it says this, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds, and as he scattered them across the field, some seeds fell on the footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on the shallow soil with the underlying rock, and the seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. Verse 6, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, withered, and since they did, have, did not have deep roots, they died. Verse 7, other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as they had planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand this. Let, let, let me walk you through this as I get ready to end. There's a first. Everyone say one. Yeah. The first seed fell on the wayside kind of dirt. All of us have just confessed that we're dirt. So which dirt are you? I'm going to wrap up the message, and I'm done. I'm going to get out of your way. So let's go through this real quick. First dirt that we see here is? The one that falls by the wayside, the footpath. What happens with that dirt and the seed, Jesus Christ, that gets planted into that dirt? Scripture says what? The birds devoured it. It didn't even have a chance to grow because there was a total rejection. Because there was a, there was a lack of preparation that, that a seed would even be planted in that dirt. That didn't even prepare themselves. That, that's the kind of individuals that, that just completely ignore. So, so whatever could have happened was devoured and, and you never got to see the potential that that person carried. You know someone that you know that has a potential but you never get to see them live out the potential and it's probably because, it's not because they're not dirt. They are dirt. They, they're just dirt in the wrong place. So, so they don't live to the potential and, that, that, that they should carry and be for themselves. That's number one. I don't know where you're at. So then there's a second soil, or let's use the word that we're using for today. There's a second dirt. Everyone say number two. Number two, the second kind of dirt, If the sea falls on it, but it's a dirt among stony places. So So, what happens with with the, with Christ when he comes into into these people watch this it grew quick because of a shallow ground so so because the the ground was shallow it only had it only had a little bit to grow here so it sprouted up quickly but but there's a problem with that because because these are the kind of things or the kind of people that, that right off the bat, they, they look productive. They're the go-getters. They're fast growth. They're encouraging at first. From the beginning, they receive quick praise. Wow, did you see her? Did you see him? Did you see them? But but as soon as the heat comes, as soon as fires of life arrive, they begin to wither and they begin to die because the truth is deep in their dirt, <laughs> deep in their life, there is not enough depth. You see, we can celebrate and we could fascinate over fast growth, but be careful because many of times it brings forth quick death. The fast slain is dangerous and very deadly. Not everything that grows quickly actually lasts. So we praise that and then they're gone. And that's the second kind because there is no depth because there is no deep roots, and, and, and they're that kind of shallow dirt. That was number two. I don't know where you're at. I could preach much longer on each one of these, but number three, everyone say three. This one, it grew as well, just like number two, it grew. And as it grew, it, it grew to a plant that even says, you know what kind of plant? A tender plant. That's the kind of plant I want. And as it grew into this plant, it says that the thorns around it began to choke it. And I don't want to tell you what God was showing me. Be very careful with who you share your land with. Be very careful when you say, this is, this is I'm dirt and this is where I'm situated at. Because you might feel like you landed on prime property. You know, there's people like that. They buy a house and they're, like, they're there and they, they live it for a month and then they recognize oh my goodness, my neighbor is Satan. <laughs> like, sorry, you should have investigated the land before you bought into the house, but, but you might feel like you, here I am, and you land on prime property. Listen, you find a place to settle and to grow. You begin new in this place, but be careful because, because those people, that job, that girlfriend, that boyfriend, that fiance, that new friend, that, that crowd who seems so helpful and loving, careful because they may just be thorns, disguising themselves, waiting for the opportunity to actually choke you. So, so you were such a tender plant, but, but now you are choked out plant, the scripture says. Little by little, what does a choke out mean? Little by little means they squeeze you tighter and tighter till they take your breath, all of it out, and you can't even find breath in you to live one more second, one more day. You're dried out, you're choked out because you thought you surrounded yourself with good neighbors who had the best of you in mind, but no, the truth You lacked wisdom and discernment, and your so-called good company just took you out. Tender plant amongst thorns. Why aren't you serving Jesus? Why aren't you coming to church? I got some new friends. (laughs) You better be careful, you know. (laughs) better be careful. Come on, church, where do you stand? What's around you? Who influences you? What voices do you run to? You know how to answer those questions yet? You better start knowing how to answer those questions. I'll say it one more time to you. Ready? What's around you? Who influences you? What voices do you run to? Don't be a tender plant among vicious storms, Because we're all dirt. All of us. And we're all capable of doing something great for the Lord. We're all dirt, and we're all capable of doing something amazing for Christ. But the question is, where's your dirt? Where is it around? Who's it with? How is it receiving the seed? Everyone say number four. We're going to end on a good note. Don't worry about it. We're going to smile again. And it's on this one. Number four. four. And I'm going to get ready to finish. So, Finish group, you know what to do. So here we go. It lands on fertile soil. It lands on good soil. Everyone say good. good. Fertile. Say fertile. fertile. You know what the word fertile means? It's this, the capability to producing abundance. Able to conceive. Able to produce. When, when you look at good in the Greek, the word good means this, valuable or virtuous in both appearance and in use. See, I'm talking about a seed in a dirt that produces, that yields an abundant harvest. You know, in Genesis chapter 1, after God made man in his image and his likeness, he shared, he shared, he shared this right here he tells them in verse 28 he says to man be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and govern it reign over it all you see man from the beginning of time has and will always be responsible for the given authority to be fruitful to produce and to multiply amen you're always responsible for that all the way from genesis 1 be fruitful multiply and fill it it started with one person You know what? What? Your piece of dirt. I'm good with dirt. Good. Did you see how what we started with, we're going to end with? Because because one person said, I know my call now. To be fruitful and to multiply and to fill the earth. You know what? What? I'm okay with that. To be fruitful, to multiply and to fill the earth. And they told them and and they're like, I'm good with that. And then they all came up here. And we saw that that's the call of man, the call of God upon man. And we could say things like, well, God hasn't brought any growth in my life, you know. You know that whole thing about people jumping from church to church and leaving churches there because I'm just not growing in that church. Hey, listen, you're responsible to grow in the presence of God and in the Word of God. If you're looking for a church just to feed you, you're going to wither and die on Monday through Saturday. The church sustains and encourages you and strengthens you. But you are the church that finds your restoration and your growth in the presence of God, in the reading of God, in His glory. And that excuse of... well I'm packing up the dirt and I'm going to go over here because they look just a whole lot more better than me, they're just so much sexier over there than that church listen that's fine, you can complain all you want baby you're the dirt you're it, you need to bring growth to your life you need to make it happen already we can say oh God this is not bringing growth in that area no, God desires growth wherever you're at and however you are. Go ask the persecuted Christians in China that meet in a small little room and in other parts of the world that meet in a small little room with a light little dim and you go ask them how that little church feels and, and whether they're getting fed there or not. You tell me how they feel. <laughs> they're not going to pack up their bags and say, well I'm going to go to, no because they do whatever it takes man. They go in the dark places, they go in the wilderness They'll do whatever it takes because because it's not about all that stuff, that superficial stuff, the lights and the smokes and the glamour and the television. And it's not about all of that. It's it's about deep, divine fellowship with each other. It's about growing together. Who cares if Isaiah stinks on the piano and if Ali just stank it up in worship and Pastor Regal was just screaming, too much? that doesn't determine whether you grow in Jesus or not. just grow in Jesus you're just dirt in the right place to bring growth and edification and strength so here's my question the question is are you positioned to grow because out of all the four examples three of them brought forth some sort of growth three out of the four dealt with growth the first one didn't have the chance to experience growth experience the thrill of growth because because they were so out of it don't be out of it today They completely rejected and they completely failed to even prepare for the Lord's blessing and pouring in their lives, the rain. We receive your rain. Really? Because you're not in position. And these are people that show up to where things are happening, but they don't even give God a time or a day. They allow no chance for themselves to receive the goodness of God. Everyone say sad. Don't let that be you. His word, what God wants to do doesn't just doesn't even settle in your heart. It doesn't have time to minister. Immediately it gets devoured. The first one says stolen and taken. It's not the bird's fault. It's not Satan's fault. It's not Eve's fault. It's not Adam's fault. It's not serpent's fault. It's no one's fault. It's your own fault for choosing the wayside that they invested in the wrong land. They didn't place themselves in a location in which would bring or facilitate healthy growth. Place yourself in a place, in your own place with God, where it facilitates healthy growth. The other three all had some sort of growth. But growth without fruit is useless. True growth, write this down, is defined by fruit-bearing. I don't want to plant if it's not going to give me fruit. Growth has no worth if it doesn't persevere. You're excited today for Jesus. But will you be excited in 10 years for Jesus? No? Then who cares how excited you are today? Persevere. Bear fruit that lasts. Produce healthy, healthy growth. God wants to use dirt. The seed that works in the dirt works through the dirt. Christ wants to do a work in you. You should write that, I think I think you should even say it to yourself right now. God wants to do a work in me. But watch this. God wants to do a work in me so that he could do a work through me. God wants to do a work in me so he could do a work through me. God wants to do a work in me to do a work through me. God wants to do a work in me to do a work through me. God wants to do a work in me to do a work... that to yourself today. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. i not making this up. I'm so blessed by today's message, man. Galatians 6.9 and 10, it says, So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued in doing good. Do not grow weary in doing good. Because at the right time, you will harvest a good crop. don't give up if you don't quit right now therefore every time we get the chance let us work for the benefit of all let us work for the benefit of all in you for the benefit of all through you let us work in you for the benefit of all through you let us work in you for the benefit of all through you Let us work in you for the benefit of all through you. There's a work that God wants to do in you because there's a harvest that God wants to produce through you. That's my message. And I'm done. There's a work he wants to do in me. Because there's a harvest he wants to draw out of me. So hey, Dirt. Praise God. But hey, Dirt. It's okay, man. He's doing a work in us. There's a seed that has been planted. Nourish it. Jesus is there? Yeah? I hope he is in some of your lives, right? All, all of your lives. So nourish it. Let it grow. And, and, and don't think like it's going to be like, well, I want something big. I want something mighty. I, want something, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I think we feel like we want to we be somewhere. We want to do something we going to oh, achieve. Nah. It first happens in you. So then it can work through you. I, I know we all have gifts and talents and I know we have things to offer. But let him work it in you. So that way he can work it through you. I feel like a lot of my Christianity was that in the beginning, right? I want God to do a work through me. I remember when I used to go to Key West and we used to have services on Saturday nights in the, in the Key West High School auditorium. We used to drive over there on Saturday mornings, have service on Saturday nights, get back over here at 3 in the morning, to take a little cat nap and come back to church in the morning. We used to do that for a while, our church. Our worship band would go, some of the leaders would go. Remember that, guys? I remember one of the services was powerful, God was moving. A guy comes up to me and says, "You're preaching. And the Lord gave me a vision." What is it? I saw you in front of I saw you in front of cameras and television. And everyone was watching you. I was a young pastor. worst thing you could tell me man I'm just getting started I don't be, I don't believe that guy was a prophet because I didn't discern that that was for me it might be but not then because you see I, I could have very easily from that in a ministry that will produce that kind of fruit without first focusing of who who is the person in here. Where's the work that needs to happen in here first? I could have ran with that and said, that's right. My purpose in life is to be in front of TV cameras. And then God could have said, no, your purpose in life is to enjoy the process of being me work in you and if you allow me to work in you then i'll work through you i can't work through you if you don't let me work in you how many of you want god to work through, don't reach out. but how many of us want god to work through you but but it's not gonna happen if you're not allowing him to work in you those dreams it starts within you so then it could come through you you know these people that that just want something so big you know it, it's like the person that wants to get married but doesn't prepare themselves for their spouse i want through but not in how do you want a spouse when you first are not even ready how do you want a ministry when you're yourself you know it's the person that says i want you to i i have a gift and i want to preach you have a gift and you haven't even tithed. oh I didn't say it that way <laughs> what do you mean like it's, it's biblical there's got to be something inside so then it could work outside hey guys you know what you're a piece of dirt I'm okay with dirt because dirt in the right hand is more glorious than castles made of gold and marble. You put what castle made with gold ever made a blind man see? Never heard of one, but I've heard about some dirt with some water in it from one man's mouth that has made the blind man see. I'm okay. I'm okay. I am okay with dirt. And I want this community to be okay. I want more of you. Now I'm going to speak to you as a pastor, all right? I'm going to talk to you like Moses did to Israel, like Peter did to the early church, like Paul did. There's, there's more from you and out of you that you could give. That you could give to this church, that you could give to this community. We want to start having two services here. We want to, we want to start having... We want to have a bigger bigger auditorium for a bigger audience. But you know what's crazy about that kind of dream? It could happen. But are we going to allow the work in us so that finally he could work through us? I'm ready. I'm ready. God work in us so that you could finally work through us. I'm okay with dirt because it produces some good stuff. Can you stand with me? I know what's going to happen. I mean, I would hope that this would happen that if I say come up for prayer, I mean, we've all confessed that we're dirt so it would be kind of awkward, right? We'll all be up here and it's going to be a long prayer praying for all of us. So if God spoke to your heart today and you know you're that dirt just just Let's confess it to him. Say, Lord, I'm in. Here it is. The altar's open here. I'm okay with there Just right there where you're at. Can, can you begin to release that to him? Right there, Lord, Lord, use me. Lord, minister to me. Right there where you're at. If you want to raise your hands, raise them, raise them. Lord, here I am. in me so you can finally work through me I'm okay with it Lord you've done great things with her you could do great things in me I'm okay with it I'm okay with it I'm okay with it can you just spend some time there in prayer as my brother Eli comes up here Just, just, just spend some time there in prayer minister, erupt something in our hearts, erupt something in our soul. Do something powerful, Lord, in our midst, Lord. Supernatural work right now, Lord God, in our lives. Minister to us, Lord. Minister to us, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, minister to us.